UFC 154 last night. I've got Rafa Spars on the line, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier outside of the cage. Raf, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me, man. How are you feeling post-154? Do you feel like you got the fight you wanted? Uh, I don't know that the entire card was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, Boy, is that an understatement, by the way. It it, it always, I always like to say there's two hangovers. The first is from drinking. The second is from looking at your bill uh, (laughs) after a UFC event. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The great thing about this one was I thought the main fight justified everything. I was just about to say, I think the main event is going to overshadow what a catastrophically bad fight card this was. Yeah, and I mean... But that fight was amazing. That fight was perfect. That fight was everything we could have asked for it to be. It didn't finish the way I would like, meaning I always like it when we we really do have a a finish. Yeah. Uh, But I felt like it was called correctly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was not much to dispute. Uh, considering that you had uh, a very dominant return to form from GSP and and some really threatening situations that uh, Carlos Condit was putting in that that night. Definitely. And before we get too much into the analysis, this is a great point to stop and say uh, a little bit about what this podcast is. This is installment one, so this is the first time for us. And this started about a year ago. Raf and I were pretty much recapping every single UFC event on Monday – Enjoying it, having fun back and forth, mocking certain things, uh, getting into some really cool wardrobe choices that we always love. We love what they walk out to the cage in. Uh, We feel like our MMA banter's as good as other people out there. We love MMA. Uh, Between the two of us, I mean, is that a fair statement that this is a sport we both have just uh, a pure passion for? Most definitely. I mean... You, you know, we follow other sports. I don't know if this is for you. I, I'm going to say it's for you, even if you don't agree to it, because I'm, I'm just I going ahead with it now. Love uh, it. But I think MMA is just a great sport that you can just sit back, root. You can technically root for both people if you want to, just because they're so good. And they're at such an elite level of MMA that we will never be at. Boy, so was I rooting so for nice. both fighters, too. So that's yeah. a good statement. To, that's a good point. Even in that fight, I wanted Condit to reverse his way out of some of that top position just as bad as I wanted GSP to keep working high-level jiu-jitsu to keep passing that guard and to keep grinding forward. So I I agree. I I loved both angles of that. In that fight in particular, if we're going to stick on this for a second, holy shit, was there a moment when GSP got knocked down in the third round, and I don't know if this was true for everybody else watching, but I got up out of my seat. I was standing. I was definitely standing. Like, you couldn't sit down and go, okay, like, this was a king getting knocked off his throne, and you go, wait, whoa, this could change everything. What's Anderson Silva thinking? What am I thinking? What's Dana thinking? And and what's Condit? Is is he out? Is he out? Because there was never a moment I I wanted to see the referee ending. I wanted to see people coming into that cage before I would believe that fight's over. Because we know GSP has the chops to say, I still have a second. Well... Let's just get into the fight. So this, we've done our precursor. We're going to start doing these before and after every event. We're going to preview the fight, which we did. Um, We have some guesses, and we can establish who's better at predicting MMA, Raff or I, early in in episode one. Um, And then we're going to review them so we can point out 
more loudly who was right and who was wrong. So that's right. Let's Whether just keep... you want it or not, America, we're doing yeah. it anyway. It's coming. The show is Verbal Tap. We are. You want to plug our social media since you're the the chair of social media? Oh God, I'm so bad at this. Okay, it is Verbal Tapcast on uh, Twitter. If you want to follow us on there, because we will have our. Verbal Tap Podcast was too long, and Verbal Tap, tap was taken, obviously, so we're Verbal Tap Cast. Yep, and we'll yeah. have lots of nonsense that we throw uh, when you don't hear our lovely voices on this uh, this podcast. There will definitely be some commentary, uh, good jokes, nonsense, all of the good stuff that you can put. And send characters. us topics. Send us your opinions and questions. We want to hear it because, you know, we're not all that introspective. Uh, we're going to stay five feet below the water. Not going to dive too deep, so we need your your outside influences. And Lord forbid we have Kevin picking out all the topics. Oh, so, man, that could turn bad rough. When the next one is just going to be people I think I'm bigger than. So that'll be a topic <laughs> we hit for 20 actually, minutes. I don't, I don't think I have a problem with that. I think that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> You're all in on that, t- that conversation? Oh, yeah. And I mean, we could get really petty in being like, who has a bigger bank account? Mm-hmm. Uh, who has a better 401k? Like, Yeah. Uh, who seems to have a better reading level? <laughs> just who reading appears. Reading comprehension is actually a great game for UFC fighters. Reading comprehension could be the best game. For some UFC <laughs> fighters, I, I think they should implement that on the concussion test. Like there should be a UFC <laughs> fighter before they get cameras in their faces. Be like, oh, what's what's his reading level? So we know where to set the bar on. Like I'm pretty sure Hendricks is low after yeah. watching all of it. I know he went to college. He was a college wrestler, but but let's um, be very clear: when they interview somebody after a fight, nobody sounds that articulate. That's true. I think because you've been punched in the head, a which lot. is where most thoughts come from. <laughs> yeah, that is where most thoughts. Let's not get too. It's still, it's, these are UFC fighters. I hey, think the I guys can... that need an interpreter get really lucky because they don't <laughs> have to sound quite as everybody. Will just everybody that speaks French is like, oh, we love George Saint Pierre. Everybody that speaks Portuguese is like, doesn't matter what Anderson Silva's saying. Uh, but we demand a little bit more here in the United States of our English-speaking competitors. We <laughs> Here's really also what I enjoy about interpreters. I sometimes don't think they speak the language. I think they make up their own words, and I think <laughs> every tenth word they add in the word honor. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, it's always honor. It's always I respect my opponent. God, that you might be a genius. The fact that they just add the word honor, because I'm thinking like Anderson Silva, all these guys, every one of them is just like, it was a real honor to be here, honor, I enjoyed the fight, um, honor, these seats are great, it's an honor, you're right, they love the word honor. And for an extra 10k, if you tell people to stop booing in <laughs> yeah. a, uh, a homeland, uh, you'll definitely make that marker where you'll go, no, no, why is everybody booing? I... You will like be Dana say, White's favorite interpreter, too. Yeah, this person is a warrior, and they deserve a warrior's... <laughs> they deserve a warrior's welcome. Please give it up for them. And then they do, because audiences fall like that. Yeah, especially their local guy. You want to cheer on your local Most guy. Definitely. And let's get back into local guy. Let's just dissect the fight. Let's go straight up okay. to the top. Let's do GSP Condit. It's the fight everybody's Great. thinking about. I- I'm going to go ahead and call it the best fight I've ever seen, if you want... From a mixed martial arts perspective, I think this is the best fight I've ever seen. Which, by the way, is a great starting point for our show to say uh, 
we are just starting to do this show, but this is definitely the best fight we've ever seen. The best fight as a compet, as somebody that watches MMA, as somebody that's done a little amateur jiu-jitsu tourneys, uh, where the <laughs> fights are always never this good. This is the best fight I think I've ever seen. Why is that? Because from start to finish, it was a tactical battle that required all aspects of mixed martial arts. If you walked into there with subpar jiu-jitsu, GSP is going to pass your guard. Carlos Condit's going to do that that armbar he was trying for and was really successful with in some of his uh, his counters and some of his sweeps. I thought That's he did true. a really good job staying active. But simultaneously, if you didn't have high-level striking, I mean high-level striking, you are losing that fight. Both guys were exchanging hard we're looking for opportunities to put in more advanced combinations than I think we're used to seeing. And I really was impressed by how much jujitsu work both fighters showed high levels of. I mean, let's be very clear. GSP's wrestling is just on another level. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it gets so tricky that you would forget how good he is at jujitsu because his wrestling is so good. But Yeah, that physical prowess can over overpower a little bit of the jujitsu. And let's be clear. When GSP did get knocked down, and it looked like it was going rough in that third round, were you not entertained in the moment that GSP got up? I couldn't believe. Skip back up. I couldn't believe he came back up like that. I thought he was down, and I thought he was going to be really hurt because he appeared to be bleeding, he's swollen, and Condit just like a ravaged dog went at (laughs) GSP with everything he had. You could tell, I think. It caught Condit by surprise that GSP oh, yeah. came back from it because he took him down in no time. And it was like, holy hell, um, everybody saw that I just kicked him in his face, right? <laughs> I didn't make that up. It doesn't turn out I took an elbow harder than I thought. I thought Condit honestly wanted to stop and be like, I just knocked this guy <laughs> down, right? Can because take a moment to acknowledge this? I, I think he really wanted a moment where it was like, are you – and how – Spirit breaking, and let's get into that because I think that's yeah. the last moment of the fight that you felt Condit had a shot. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and ultimately, I think he won for that reason. That that was the last moment you were just like uh, the rest of the fight. GSP had him down, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Even that I mean, round, GSP struck some heavy bows. Two and of the judges still ended up giving it to GSP despite is, that large takedown. That's ridiculous, by the way. Because, and not just because he got kicked in the face and knocked down, because then Condit took dominant position. He Mm. must have hit him with five to six, what would count as strikes in MMA. So these judges have a pretty bad reputation, especially when we're in the hometown guys crowd. It's just the way it goes. Of course. They're awful at these rounds. It's like, you cannot tell me GSP won that round. You know, I was uh, sitting with people. Uh, one of my buddies made a giant case that GSP still won that round. Uh, I would have to go back and see it. I will say this. I will say in that moment, uh, Condit threw that kick, and I think it was completely instinctual. I think there was no real method behind it. And he was surprised, more than anything, that it landed the way it did. The kick? Oh, definitely. And GSP in the uh, post-fight presser was like, I didn't see it coming. I had no idea it was even in my realm or in my sight. So that was that was the most impressive part of that whole kick is just it came out of nowhere. It made the fight even more exciting than it already was. 
did you kind of want GSP to explain what he did think hit him in the face? Because that was a part of that interview. I don't understand how that wasn't the number one question. When he goes, I, I didn't see the kick. Well, he said it. He did it his voice, obviously. And I've yeah, heard a rumor that GSP might be calling in to interview in this, Are you serious? this podcast. I, yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So maybe I'll have to ask him. But he very clearly said, and I, I listened to it also, they asked him what happened with that kick. That's always the first thing they ask. You know, How yeah. was it when you got <laughs> knocked upside your head with a pretty <laughs> violent strike? And he just, that was his response, right? He goes, oh, I didn't see the kick. He almost yeah. made it sound like he didn't know it was a kick. No. And I really wanted to hear what he thought had happened in the moments preceding and following. GSP follow-up question, did you think it was a brick? Did you think someone had thrown a brick from Montreal Did you from think the stadium? it was an aluminum can because they, they hurt a little bit more than that? Do you feel pain? Were you surprised the glass didn't break because you assumed it was a beer bottle, right? Right, that's, of course. That's the question. But, yeah, the MMA, the MMA journalists are also just bad. They don't phrase that's their a, questions well. Well, okay. Sure. I'll say this. I think that it's a really strange situation to – talk to a fighter after they've been in a fight like moments saw, after they've been in a oh, fight course, by the way when you saw gsp make it to the presser he didn't just have a bag of ice he looked <laughs> like he had the party size amount of ice that you get to bring he to had a christmas party he had all of the ice in. they walked in and he they said gsp how many ice packs do you need he goes all of the ice that's all he just kept saying all of the ice I think I'm pretty sure I heard him quoted as saying, uh, go to the nearest 7-Eleven and buy me all of them. Get it all. Get it all. Of them. Hopefully they have 7-Elevens in Montreal. I'm, I'm sure they sure do. Eight nineteens over there. Eight nineteens. Okay. I have to ask you because this was the immediate question. What happens next? I, I'm going to pose to you two things that I think are acceptable. Okay. You can make a compelling case that this is the last chance to have GSP and Silva fight because they are both getting uh, pretty old for the fight game. <laughs> yes. That's that's fight number one that I will accept. Okay. Fight number two that I will accept is a rematch between GSP and Condent. So you're bypassing option number three? Hendrix? Yes, yes. I am. If Hendrix Why? is going to be involved in this equation, he has to fight Carlos Condent, in my opinion. For the same reason that I almost always kind of feel this after a decision, we don't necessarily have that finite answer to who the champion is here. We don't have that unresolved, oh, this is clear. Because Carlos Condit almost won that fight. I would say this. I would say Carlos Condit put him in one really great round of danger and... I don't know that that necessitates a rematch. I I thought there was a clear winner by the end of the night. Like, I think GSP, as much as you might want to disagree here, definitely walked out of there as the victor who had a good challenge. But I don't necessarily think that Connick gets a, a return fight back. This is why the UFC, when you think about it, and you look at GSP's long line of, like, yeah. opponents. His pretty impressive defense resume right now. His great resume, you've got multiple fights with Matt Hughes, BJ Penn, Matt Sarah, uh, God, I'm forgetting one right now. Matt Hughes. Eh, I thought I said Matt Hughes. Uh, 
Blonde. Tell me. Thanks. Koshchek? Go. Yep. And Josh Koshchek. Beautiful. The most beautiful UFC fighter. Is that what I'm including I'm including Rousey, by the way. I think Josh Koscheck <laughs> is hotter. I'm pulling my straight mail card out. I'm putting it on the table. I'm staring at it. It still is within its valid date. I'm saying I think Josh Koscheck is the prettiest person in the UFC. Now, what makes you think that? Look at him. I mean, you said blonde, and we immediately were able to narrow it down. <laughs> well, you quicker than me, obviously, for different reasons, apparently. Yeah, I'll just I'll put my this. straight card back in my pocket, and we can move there on. There you go. Now. Okay. You know, I like I like these matchups for GSP. Uh, I thought about option two a lot last night, and I, I him, think it makes him the versus most Condit. sense. Uh, I, I did think about that for. I was talking more about the Anderson Silva. I'm sorry, that was option. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, I did entertain the idea of Condit getting a rematch, but I think that GSP proved it. I don't necessarily have too many question marks. I think Condit was bummed. At one point when I think uh, he was asked uh, if he had another chance to fight GSP, and I go, well, I think age and other fight interests say differently. I think that was his shot. What do you mean? What was the question? Give me a little bit more context on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were asking him. Condit. Uh, yeah, Condit. They were asking him about his feelings on the fight. And then I think it was Joe Rogan. You can tell me if it's different. Uh, but I'm pretty Sounds sure it was Joe Rogan that was asking him, hey, uh, you know, you this time you didn't get him, uh, kind of making it seem like there may be another opportunity in the future. And if you're looking at the, the next potential fights for GSP, unless you're making that same charge and nobody talked about rematch at the presser. No, I was surprised the lack of – I think there's too many opponents to talk rematch. Well, I think they've all got their eyes set on option one. Now, yeah, it's happening, isn't it? Would we talk be talking? Did one. you see the? Fi- okay, let's go right into option one. Yeah. Sorry, but do you agree Condit should face Hendricks? Because I do not think, just to clear this up, I don't think Hendricks earned a title shot. Honestly, I would be into that. I would watch that in a heartbeat. I oh, let's be clear. I do like the idea of Hendricks just going full force at GSP and seeing if his um, haphazard style works, but. People were like, oh, I think this immediately elevates him to the number one status. It's like, I don't know about that. I think people see a knockout. They want to see another knockout. And they like the idea that GSP has someone who could potentially knock him out, which, as you've seen, uh, tend to be from kicks. And I think that's kind of an intriguing premise that you can knock him down like that if you have somebody who pushes that kind of action. I think so, that's why they think Diaz is such a great uh, stand-up oh fight for him. And we're definitely going to get to Nick Diaz's immediate great. tweet that George St. <laughs> Pierre, he was not impressed by his performance, even though Carlos Condit um, erased Diaz from my contender map, personally. I don't oh, think yeah. Diaz has any business until he can at least hang with Carlos Condit. Um Maybe Hendrick should get a run at Diaz's mouth next. Uh, that I'm much more excited about, by the way. Well, you know okay. what else doesn't impress uh, Diaz? What? A drug test. <laughs> you know, well, he's impressed by their accuracy. That's uh, <laughs> He might be impressed by how they were able to suss him out. But I will say I, I think Hendricks really earned a shot at Condit, and then you can decide from there. I think the clearest path is, 
And this will transition us back to option one. Okay. Silva versus St. Pierre. But I think because Condit went five, because they were both bloody, and Condit looked better at the presser than GSP did. Oh, yeah. GSP looked like he really did get hit a lot more from that guard than we thought maybe he did. Because uh, he looked beat up. Is, is getting older, I think. GSP doesn't, <laughs> you know, uh, getting hit like that doesn't have the same kind of healing process. Sure. He's taking his scrapes. Um, let which, me which moves us into option one, right? That he's fighting yeah. Silva. Okay, let me, let me just say this. There was, uh, and I'm, I'm sure everybody who's watched that fight in 154 knows, there was a picture-in-picture picture with Anderson Silva. For more than three-fifths of that fight. For 27 minutes of the 25-minute fight, Anderson Silva's face with <laughs> Loyota Machida's shitty mustache, by the way, I thought, it, right I, I thought next differently to about it. it today where I said maybe he was playing Movember. He must be playing. It looks like he's been growing that since before Movember, but <laughs> my first instinct was, okay, why does Loyota Machida look so old? Right. And why does Anderson Silva... Look like he's an 18-year-old. Like, what's well, with the glasses? Why is he hipstering it? One, I thought, why does Machida look like he's coming to this fight as his uncle? <laughs> That's how he's dressed? It just he was dressed his like uncle. his uncle. Like, yeah. just with the, the little mustache. He looks like somebody he takes a picture with, like, in Little League. And the second thought was, okay, Anderson Silva's wearing the most hipster-like glasses he could possibly find his, in his repertoire and this whole time you're watching it on the screen and you're just like why do we have this and it made me think I want a picture in picture for Anderson Silva on every fight I want to see him not impressed by takedowns I want to see him uh, shaking his head because the whole time if he saw a takedown or a guard pass or anything like that that he didn't like he just shook his head in frustration and it was compelling television for at least one round of the fight, I'm positive I was staring just at Anderson Silva. You were just watching more Anderson. It, oh, it was yeah. distracting, though, in the sense that I guess I had a different interpretation. Raph apparently wants to pitch it as a reality series. I want to strangle the person that made that decision. Okay, now why? Be, well, I guess for the exact opposite reasons. What did that add to the fight when we're sitting here in this... It's really hard not to overlook the fight at hand when they're already essentially trying to cut and paste Anderson Silva into the fight as though to trick us into thinking it's almost like we can watch GSP versus Silva. We can just do it via this tiny little picture with Machida's <laughs> shitty stash in the background. I, I was <laughs> really distracted. The two halves of the were. Yeah, the two halves of hips, that's, that's They really did look like that. I, I did not understand that theatrical choice by the producers, but you apparently liked it, so maybe more okay, people did. Let me let me expand on that for one more second. Yeah, I did see comes... him kind of bob and weave, and you oh, know, yeah. like you know, you're right to react to something when you see Anderson Silva react to it too. <laughs> Most definitely, and, and maybe it's because I grew up in the age of when they had pro wrestling. They had a picture in picture when there would be a fight in the background. And you would see the person then turn to the camera and cut a promo, and that was all I was begging for. Just a Just little bit for more. Anderson promo. Silva to already start promoting the next fight. 
It's just, it's him literally fighting with like he's holding one of those cardboards of GSP, just like no, 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 not, we're not <laughs> overlooking Condit. Let's all be polite. <laughs> it is going to be the biggest payday these two giants could really look for for what's left, and it's a good way to. I guess I'm going to start making a case for it now, even though I'm admittedly pretty still bitter about my Condit prediction. For those that don't know, which is everyone, I except Raph. Sadly, I predicted Condit would knock GSP out in the third round. And you know that when he dropped, by the way, you also had a moment where you were like, oh my god, this is amazing, slash, holy S, Kevin might have predicted this to a T. Which would have <laughs> been... Wrong. I was too drunk. To <laughs> even remember. I said, okay. I don't remember what round uh, we're in right now. No, of course. I mean, there was a great moment where I thought, oh no, Kevin definitely had a great insight that something's going to happen in the third round. It's just a shame he thought the fight would end here. Yeah, it's just a shame he <laughs> predicted that wrong something would happen. So I want to see Silva and GSP. If anything, I have to find out if Silva can be tested. And GSP is looking buff. Oh, yeah. What happened to that guy? Like, I, I haven't seen too many people put on 20 pounds of muscle post knee rehab. So I'm going to go ahead and say the extra nine months he took were a good idea. I think what ended up happening with GSP is he in rehab was bench pressing everything around him. Yeah. Every people, he nurses. couldn't move his knee. He was just like asking people to bring him uh, food trays and food trays gave way to like nurses. Then nurses gave way to like uh, machines. Like I think he just made the whole round Robin. Eventually, he was seen outside the hospital just lifting up the base of it from the foundation. And that's oh, yeah, how – that has to be what happened. Can, oh, my God. Did you hear – this is something that I was like – I wrote down specifically to talk to you about. They kept saying that Carlos Condit hadn't fought in almost as long as GSP had. <laughs> yeah. Except then they were like – it's been nine months for Condit. It's been 19 for GSP. Yeah. Is nine closer to 19 in UFC months terminology than I'm aware <laughs> of? Or is that still twice as long as the fighting? It's like that's an eternity in fighting. What are you talking about? They've been out almost as long. That's not even remotely close. Yeah, it's it's the worst way of rounding up I, I think I've, I've heard in some time. Granted, and it's I, not five months, but... <laughs> It's 10 months apart. That's a whole nother almost year of not fighting than Carlos Condit has. Well, from that same standard, uh, GSP has only been training uh, more than me uh, than 19 years. <laughs> Just, so, <laughs> he's only been... Considering it's only yes. a 19 year difference of martial arts training. Yeah, well, maybe I'm looking close. at this the wrong way. It's like, well, I've been training almost as long as GSP has. Um, there's a scant 19-year uh, void, but... I'm going to see how much credibility that gets me. Being like, you know, me and GSP, we, we trade so similar. <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it, similarity-wise. we the same person. So, do you think this fight happens and we hear about it. What's a date? We, we both are resolved to the fact that it's happening, that yeah. we're excited. What, what's the time frame? When do you think it's happening? Uh, they said May. Uh, they really want, uh, I think, Cowboy Stadium to have that 100,000 audience. And I, I think it could work. But I don't know that it's May. 
I think they dangle this around us for a little bit longer, to be honest. You think like July, August, when they tend to really... They love July. UFC loves July. It's their big, big event. Yeah. So that was my early prediction, that we're going to see these two guys announced for July, and that the card is going to be spectacular. Oh, definitely. Don't go you know out. Dana likes to do this. He's going he's gonna to put everyone on this card he can and really look to make it a thing. I expect to see Sonnen <laughs> in some realm. <laughs> Oh, God, he's so magical. Yeah. What was your favorite? We're, we're going to take a break here in about a minute and a half. Before we do that, what was your favorite entrance montage? Who was your, your favorite enterer <laughs> into the ring? The cage. Uh, to be honest, I don't know that I had anybody uh, that night. Uh, the guy who walked out to Ellie Goulding, I thought that was the <laughs> Uh, there was there was also the guy that walked out to um, out. What's that name? The name of the band? It's like Offspring. A, Offspring. Thank yeah. you. Our good what friend, was Mr. That? Mr. Uh, Lawler. That's right. Here's what I'll say about Lawler's entrance. They had played a prepackage of him walking out, and he did the Hogan, uh, the Hulk Hogan call and response here. Yeah, and I was I way more that. into that than him walking out. Uh, with the glasses and hat <laughs> to the offspring. It was, I it could was have tackled him, and I might, if I ever get to watch him do that live. It's like, I'm going to punch Tom Larler on his way to the stage and just be like, what are you doing? I, I'm going to give that award also to GSP for his oh, yeah. unreal gee kimono. That thing <laughs> was spectacular. I am immediately jealous of it. I want seven. I want them in different <laughs> colors for different days of the week. I want to start wearing them to the gym for sure. Uh, I want to start wearing them out. I I just want to live in different colored geese that look like that. Here's what I'm saying about uh, that gi. It was so amazing. I wondered if on his way uh, inside of the arena, if GSP had mugged a sushi chef. <laughs> That's, and that's how, how we got it. I was like, "Whoa, that gi is too amazing! You must be a uh, master chef." You, you had to have stolen that from a culinary genius very oh recently yeah. to have achieved it, or Sunny Chiba, one of the two. I, uh, they both sound reasonable, and I'm sure <laughs> the Montreal police are looking into to both of those explanations. So <laughs> we're we're both game on the uh, UFC fighters take notice. Start upping up that gi game, and you are going to earn two fans immediately. Like That's that was right. the first time I was like, you know, maybe I do want GSP to win this fight. <laughs> I like that. That's what it took for you to to, to win for him. A great walkout and a great gi. That's how it goes. Okay, <laughs> Raf, um, we're gonna give we're gonna give you a four minute break. Sounds good. Uh, so we will be back in just a moment. Welterweight champion of the world here with us, fresh from his hospital bed, we can only presume, the one, the only, George Rush St. Pierre. GSP, how you doing? Uh, thank you very much for having me on your show. Uh, it is nice to be here, even though my head hurts. 
Your much. head hurts. Does it? It still hurts. Did you? It looked painful in that presser. What hurt the most? Uh, mostly the kicking in the head. That that sure. was the first part that hurt sure. very much. Does uh, it, does it hurt as bad as it looks? Uh, yes. Although I don't usually look into mirror. Okay. Uh, yesterday I hit get kicking okay. head. I look at mirror. I go, oh, he hit yeah. me right there. Carlos Garnet, it. Very good. Very good. Was it looked like a good fight, champ? I have to say, I am truly impressed by your comeback. Uh, do you have what's your secret throughout this training? Did you have a couple of things that were really helpful to to getting back into fighting shape? Thank you very much. I often uh, am impressed by my own caliber of performance. Awesome. Uh, thank you. But That's yesterday, great. I I think I, I know get to say this with Joe Rogan. But most important secret is uh, I train with moose. You, yes, you, you train with right. a moose. I, I train with a moose. Like a live moose? Yeah. I okay. try to hunt it one time. I shoot mm-hmm. at it. It no die. I say, I want to train with moose. Um, I, I don't know how to... Uh, I can't argue with it. I'll tell you that. Uh, and after watching the way you recovered, I'd say perhaps moose fighting, people should really start looking into that. No, no, no. It's mine. Do not okay. take it from me. Okay. So, no. Everybody, don't do that. Um, That's right. I, I do want to ask you, in the third round towards the end, and then almost all the way through the fourth and fifth, did you know Anderson Silva's face was plastered all over the screen, that it was uh, right next to the fight? Yeah, yeah, I could see him. Uh, I look up at TV and Sky. I, I see oh, Anderson okay. Silva with his nice uh, hipster glasses. I yes. say, Anderson, you know fight me now. I fight Carlos Gondit. Then I come back. We talk later. Uh, but you guys secret, had that discussion. You guys had that discussion before the fight or during the fight? During that round? Uh, no, I did it telepathically. Okay, you got, you and Anderson and speak go, telepathically. That's right. I shave okay. my head to be like Professor X, Xavier. Yeah. I, I look at his mind. I say Anderson nice Silva. X-Men reference. That's good. I call you later on Skype. <laughs> you guys chat. use Skype too? That's great. Oh uh, yeah, we Skype all the time. All Sometimes the time. I Skype and I say, "What are you doing right now?" Uh-huh. And he, he says, says does he, he say nothing. it in English or Portuguese? How do you guys uh, bridge the neither of you speaking English or the same language? How dare you? Uh, I apologize. I, I didn't speech, mean to. Uh, I speak French-Canadian. I'm very good at it. You are but, very uh, good at it. Thank you. Uh, no, we, we, we basically punch that camera. Yeah. That is how we tell to one another. <laughs> That's how you, it's uh, your own Morse code. Punch the camera. Well, Champ, I know I have you for about 25, 30 more seconds, so i got to ask before, any any big tips on the horizon? Can you give us any hints into what is next for you? Okay. No, this is a very good question. Uh, I think I am going to sleep a little bit. I am okay. going to uh, put up a poster of uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah. Then I'm going to put it on a brick. I'm going to then throw the brick outside into the ocean and say, I do not like you. And then we shall see. If Moose return brick to me, then I know it is true and I fight him. If Moose no bring to me, I fight someone else. Um, good enough. That sounds, that sounds great. That sounds, um... 
Well, thanks for your time, GSP. I hope you do get some sleep and uh, put a little bit more ice on that head. I think you're, I think you might need a little bit more of that sleep you were talking about. <laughs> uh, you have a good day. And you are oh, good, Raph. Raph, Kevin. Yes, thank you, GSP. It looks like Raph is returning. Raph, are you back on the line? Did I just I see am, you pop I up? Am. What's up man? Oh, no, hey, you just missed GSP. You're not going to believe it. Oh my God, how was he? He was ah. Uh, I don't mind telling you, he was a little off. He he sounded like he got punched in the face a little bit. Really? He you would you would think he got kicked in the head or something. That's you, so weird. It, it was like he took a direct shin to the temple. <laughs> you, oh boy, you could see where he took that hit too. Did you see his yeah the knot on his oh, head yeah. coming out of that fourth round? Oh yeah, definitely. That was one of the biggest things I've seen. So. I've been talking to Raph about this next topic, and I, I'm really curious because I like the drama that kind of unfolds in the training camp. I like how much more we're hearing from the trainers in the UFC previews and the prime times. I love that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I love the game plan. Do you think that Greg Jackson stepping out of the fight, not training either guy, was important to this fight? You know, I, I going into this fight thought, Yes. And by the end of the fight yesterday, I actually didn't think it out all that much difference at all, really. It's weird because it ended up being a spectacular fight, even without him being there. It really did. Uh, And is Rashad Evans kind of vindicated here a little bit? It's hard to say. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I think Rashad is kind of a drama queen in in a high regard. For sure. For sure a drama queen. But I I think the hardest part is, I think, if anything, uh, John Jones's ascension into a full heel bad guy character now uh, maybe has more to prove uh, from what Rashad's talking about. Yeah, and let me – I'm going to cut you off because now I've taken us down a rabbit hole, which I'll be doing frequently. But just for the purposes of this, let's get back to – um, the training and kind of the impacts it had. What do we think Condit could have done to win the fight besides the obvious, which was not maybe not bleed so much? Yeah, I think... He's I, a bleeder. I, I will say this. I think that with Condit in the first two rounds, he was really pulling out, like, you could tell he was coming at war and it was good. And he was getting outclassed a little bit by GSP. Um, but I think a certain thing happened after that, that third round where they just both got tired. And yeah, maybe. you could see it in GSP. You could see the fact that he hadn't been in an octagon for that long. Was it still more amazing than most people do? Of course. Yeah. But I think that he had exhausted himself. And I think that Condit, in a different way, uh, was absorbing at this point at least stuff takedowns. He was absorbing uh, just getting taken down, period. Was, was another problem I saw with him. I don't know what else he could have done differently or that a corner might have made it all that much more different. Yeah, I did like in the post-presser, um, they said, you know, you, you kept trying to kick despite knowing he was going to take you down, and he said, well, he was going to take me down regardless. Right. <laughs> I was going down, so I might as well kick while I'm doing it. I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good answer to that question. Yeah. Um. I thought the one area where he had to get better was was the takedowns. Like, 
by the third round, why are you still letting him take you down and put you in this position where he's controlling the fight? Yeah, I, I could, I mean, but who else really has been able to resist the GSP takedowns? Yeah, I, I guess I don't, it's easier to say from outside the cage. It's just by that third round, it was like, you need to keep your distance because you're yeah. losing this fight when it goes to the ground. You're maintaining, but you're not winning it. And that was the big thing. That was, by the end of it, it was a great fight because there was a lot of blood. Whenever there's a lot of blood, that's that's always good. <laughs> Apparently both. Whenever someone is wearing a crimson mask, it's a, it's a good fight. <laughs> yeah. Or as my friend said, uh, somebody should have given Condit uh, juice and a cookie for all the blood he donated. <laughs> That is a really good, that's a great way to put it. Um, Let's take two minutes to finish up the fight and give, I I would like both of us to give a suggestion to Carlos Condit. Okay. uh, For how he can improve next time and a suggestion to GSP on who he should fight next. So uh, um, (laughs) this is the worst part of our show by far. (laughs) By far. So I'll go first and say fight was everything I wanted it to be without, except GSP was not at all aggressive in those last two rounds. He pretty much just stopped swinging, and I was disappointed by kind of the lack of the lack of real finality it had. They but did my, get to the rabbit punch part of the show, definitely. He did. My one tip to George St. Pierre for who he should fight next is go, please, please give us the fight that will at least get us an undercard where Hendrix is not on it as the second fight <laughs> in the main. I just want him to choose Silva so we have a better undercard. Agreed. Um, Carlos Condit, again, I thought he fought his heart out. I, I really I really appreciated the way he, he left it all on the mat. And that's going to segue us into the tip. Maybe okay. not leaving it all on the mat. Uh, maybe not so much bleeding and staying on the ground that you physically leave over a quart of blood on the, on the mat. He should keep some of that. So in case he was confused, the term leave it all on the mat does not refer to ounces of blood. Right. All right. Well, uh, good notes and tips. Very. Well, let's not get that far ahead of ourselves. Okay. Uh, Okay. My note and my tip. Uh, Let's start with Mr. Carlos uh, Condit. My biggest tip for you is going to be, I guess, just take time to recover and pick your next opponent wisely. I think it's going to, you know, a lot of people are saying uh, GSP's next fight is going to be very telling for him. And I think that's true. But I think it's even more so for Carlos Condit because I could very easily see GSP out of the game at a time that would still make Condit champion if he really gets on his game sure. and figures out his game sure. plan for the he next can. few fights. I would totally agree. He can wait out. Being at the top of the pecking order. I think he certainly he established his dominance as the top three. He's the top three yeah. welterweight, without question. But I mean, right time, right place. Yeah. Um, I would probably say, uh, what was that? Was that a tip or suggestion? What is this? Am I giving them, like, something you give a waiter? I don't really understand what the point is. <laughs> Slide GSP three extra dollars. No, no, no. Now just give give a small plea to GSP on who he should fight next. Oh, okay. Uh, presuming he's listening. I mean, he was just on the podcast, so we know they're all listening. It's we true. know they're influenced by us, Raft. I mean, I think that's obvious <laughs> in our first edition podcast. In our very first edition, we can yeah. already tell the mass influence we hold over the population. I think it's clear. Mr. GSP. 
uh, I say this with, with all due respect. Give us the fight we want to see. I, I don't... I, I know that you and Anderson Silva are getting to that point where you're looking toward either the downhill part of the career in terms of you've reached a certain kind of peak and how you play with it really dictates what your legacy is. But I think at this point, legacies are solidified. Why not go to be the best? Yeah. Like, why not take every form of decision criticism you've ever gotten and show us that you could be the person that we think could make a very, very strong fight between you and Anderson Silva? Granted, Kevin wants to see the stronger fight between <laughs> between Anderson Silva and John Jones, which would yes. be an amazing fight. I totally Anderson want to see that fight. But even Anderson Silva shot that down. He did very quick, very quickly. And I don't blame him to a certain extent. I think GSP brings a certain kind of game that really challenges Anderson Silva at a level he hasn't been challenged before. And I honestly think... Anderson Silva still wins, but I'm interested to see what would happen. And Hold I think- on. You're claiming GSP <laughs> Silva is a better fight than John Jones and Anderson Silva? I'm not sure. No, I'm not. I think you put words in my mouth there. I'm I was sick. just clarifying. I wanted to make sure I didn't have to jump through the microphone to L.A. <laughs> to find sure. out who was holding a gun to your head and telling you to say sure. stupid Physics things into the and, podcast. Uh, and reality don't allow you to jump <laughs> through the microphone. But sure. Man, just being a man does, though, Raph. It's... (laughs) Okay, you go ahead. I'll stop talking. I'll I'll say this. I think that John Jones is such a great fight for Anderson Silva. Uh, But I don't know that you see the fight that you really want to see between those two. Uh, Like, I honestly think... I, I think John Jones has a good chance of winning that fight. But I, I don't know. There's something about the way that both Anderson Silva and GSP conduct themselves and the way their ascension in the uh, UFC and the, the kind of hold they've had over the past four, five, four or five years of dominance as champions. Yeah. That really makes it that much more interesting to see in terms of a matchup that seems feasible that we've talked Dana White into wanting to do now. <laughs> it's a matter of we've, we've convinced him there's a need for it. Yeah, no, he's all in. Him over to the next part. And I think from what they were saying, it sounded like Anderson's really ready to make it happen. And Dana wants to make it happen. And they could be entirely stringing us along because it's not unlike fighters to do that. But I I just, I hold out hope that that's one of the next fights we see in the next, uh, let's say, nine months. Let's say that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Because they're two of the figureheads... But, man, I'd rather see Silva and Jones fight. Of course you would. would. But I don't think either uh, – I don't think Anderson Silva's into that. Why isn't he into that? Isn't it – didn't he go up to the 205, fights Forrest Griffin, fights a few other guys? Didn't he do that just to possibly flirt with this idea or were those just fights he was taking? Now I'm confused about what the whole point of that was. I think it was for funsies. I think it was for just For funsies. Like, I think he literally – uh, looked at a calendar one day and just was like, I'm not there doing anything is. then. I'll do that. I've got that day open. I can knock Forrest yeah, Griffin. I'm not going to take any vacation with my kids. I'll put Let's that go. Neanderthal down. 
Okay, well, now we're moving into my favorite, because I will get super angry if we start talking about the Jones Silva thing. Let's move into my favorite part, Raph's favorite part, the part to point out why we are better than the other one. Um, oh. If I lost every fight of the night except for one, the only thing you could say to me to make me feel better is that Raph lost every night of the fights. Like, he didn't get one right. So as long as we're one above the other, and I feel like you feel the same. Oh, yeah, sure. Definitely. Okay. So let's just start at the top of this card. Uh, SS Siller loses to Darren Elkins. You took the triple S in KO. I took Elkins. Um, it was a decision, quite a, one of the many decision fights. So I win that round. But it was a good fight, so I'll give him that. Yeah. So I'm keeping tally. I'm up 1 0. Uh, okay. Then we both liked Azmat Gajimov. <coughs> Um, and Ivan Meninjar, whom we both <laughs> insulted several times about his picture, <laughs> goes ahead and proves us wrong, winning hard in submission, so we both lose that one. Well, let's just say, not only do we both lose that one, but I think UFC fans worldwide won on that one, because <laughs> yeah. that submission was, was intense. so disgusting. <laughs> it, it was, was good. It was one where I actually I actually uh, texted one of my buddies uh, who I roll with, and I said, I'm pulling that off on you. And in complete gist, like, had sent that to him. And he sent me a note back that was like, you're out of your mind. And Please I had don't do that to me. No, I, I had nothing to say. I was like, there's no way I could pull that off. Not, not at all. But I, I like saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. There are moments where it's like, stealing that. Wait, what did he do? <laughs> um, let's move up to Matthew Riddle versus John McGuire. Um, mm. I had Riddle, you had McGuire. I did. So I'm up two to zero because we both I, lost. I'm going to count ones we both lose as just nothing. They just okay, don't even exist. Fine. They never existed. Those fights never happened. Yeah. Same if we win. If we win, I'll give us both points, but not if we, if we both lost it. Right. Uh, we both really liked Rodrigo Dam because of his violent picture. Um, we thought Carvalho looked like a bleeder and we were inaccurate. Turns out Carvalho's Correct. not all that much of a bleeder and Dam's not all that much of a swinger. So we both lose that one also. Thanks, Dam. Okay. Uh, J-Mac versus Stout. I'm looking at what you've got. Uh, you have Stout, and I have J-Mac. I have MacDessy in the win. There's another decision. So I'm up three to nothing. You're about to make a comeback, though, so feel okay. <laughs> so then we bet, uh, we've got Patrick... No, I'm sorry. RDA versus Bosick. So Mark Bosick versus Rafael Dos Anjos. You were sure Rafael Dos Anjos was a name that would win. Of and course. you were right, putting you on the board. Because uh, let it be known, people named Rafael always win. Man, did Bosick get beat up in that fight, too. It, it was a decision, but it was not a decision. <laughs> like, that was, no. that was a rough fight for Bosick. Um, yeah. That was not his best performance. So Griggs v. Diabate, uh, Griggs takes it with the win, which you had Griggs. Nice. So you're see you're making a little comeback. It is now nice. three to two um, for the tie. Cote versus Sakara. I had Sakara because I think Cote is an awful fighter. You had Cote and you win. 
Though I'm gonna put an asterisk next to this one no, for no, the no obvious. Asterisk. How dare you? For the obvious illegal head strikes that that rule confuses me in the UFC. They need to revisit that one. Look, if we're talking about head strikes that have caused trauma to the brain, yes, I think that given. Uh, the way you live your life, you have an advantage over me in understanding that, uh, considering how damaged her brain is. So I feel that the asterisk there is not necessary. Okay. Uh, I disagree with you because I'm on the losing end of it. So we'll just agree <laughs> to disagree on that. End. Um, I don't think, uh, the next fight, I think we, the world is disappointed. And this was an awful, awful Fight and this is the Lawler versus Carmel. Yeah, it's pretty bad. How bad was that fight? It was like Carmel. Are you interested in fighting at all? Yeah. Tom it Lawler, was... I thought should have won just because he pushed the. He was the only one pushing the action. Yeah. So, do you agree that there's an asterisk next to that fight for whether or not it, it just Carmel is a physical specimen, isn't he? Like he's big and lanky and has a reach but doesn't look like he sacrifices any size to be there yeah but he doesn't look like he totally wants to fight no he's just happy dancing around trying this small little um kimura that's never gonna work but lawler apparently is terrified of (laughs) uh so we both took filthy lawler and we're disappointed so let's remember uh and i this is a fight we have not really talked about Johnny Hendricks versus Martin Campman. Campman, do you do you think Campman woke up and knew what day it was today, where <laughs> he was located, and his full name, which is hard to spell, but do you think he knew any of those things? I think he knew two out of three of them. Two out of three. I two bet three. he had to mess up his name, so we know he messed up his name, so maybe he knew the other two. It's Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, it's wait. What country am I in? So maybe we, uh, he got hit hard. Yeah, that was awesome though. Oh, and did you almost uh, look at Hendrix's face? Hendrix had this like slight moment where he was almost kind of disappointed. Yeah, like I've I've been training for how long <laughs> for a seven second fight? <laughs> this is great. This is awesome. Uh, Campman, come on, man. Yeah. It's so hard to give him number one contender status, Hendricks, I mean, just because the fight was like, well, do we know if he was or do we just, maybe Campman's not good. Maybe Campman. Let's also keep in mind, fight fans have a very short memory. Very short. Very short. That another contender was on the same card they just saw. So they go, how about that guy fights that guy? Yeah, and so you're saying that'll subside here in like a month? People are going to be like, Johnny who? I mean, it's hard because people do harbor those feelings. But I I entirely think when you sit down and let GSP decide whatever he's going to decide, the cards will fall where they may. Okay, you're being very diplomatic about this. I'm trying to, man. I have opinions. (laughs) I have opinions. And I'm pretty sure I'm right. I have done two hours of research (laughs) <laughs> on this podcast. Okay, where so Compton and then um wow. I'm really this is close. So I won with the Garza, is that right? Where was the Garza decision? Yeah, Pablo Garza versus Mark Hominick. Um I get the W. So this is sorry going back, I skipped that one. 
because uh, my official count has us now tied. You had GSP by decision. I had Condit in the third. So we literally, after all of that, tied four to four. Wait, what? We tied four to four. Of the 12 fights that oh. I have a decision for, and I'm assuming one of the fights didn't make it. I didn't hear why. Or yeah, I wasn't paying it, attention the to guy, why. The uh, guy, he got sick is what happened. Oh, God. And that's really? why uh, the fight with Rafael got bumped up to the main. Ah, Okay, that's helpful. So after all that, it's four to four. So here's what I'll say. You called the main card accurately. Like, you called the fight everybody was watching and cared for. So just to give everybody some context, the bet was you had to say three nice, like, legitimate compliments to the other person on their Facebook wall. Because you won the main one, and specifically because, and Raph, I'm going to give you some credit here, which marked the day and time. Maybe I'm just feeling nostalgic because it's the first one. I know. Uh, I swear there's no health news coming after this. (laughs) you made this observation. You said whenever you get to a third round with Silva and St. Pierre, they almost let you finish the next two rounds as like a warrior's accord. As though they pre-agreed that, you know, if you can last 21 minutes with, or excuse me, 15 minutes with this physical specimen, uh, I'm going to let you ride the next 14, next 10 out. So we can, so we can keep transitioning into a world where, you're still a number one contender. And it it felt like a lot of that because my big complaint about that fourth and fifth round was, and this is credit to GSP for understanding, all he had to do was make Carlos Condit, he just had to like blow on that eye real (laughs) close and all of a sudden Condit turned into a Freddy Krueger character. Like it's just blood was everywhere. (laughs) The guy was like, you know, the forehead bleeds a lot. It's like, I don't think anything bleeds that much unless it's uh, in some trouble. At my so, place, there was a great moment where we looked at where the cut was, and somebody goes, oh, that's not above the eye. I think that's in the hair. Yeah, was, there was, was like a good 20 seconds eye, where they were like... Immediately just go, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just started oozing blood back down. <laughs> so because you were right about the main one, and specifically because you called that, um, I thought that fight was ending. I cannot believe that fight went the distance. Yeah. Both guys were... And I was really impressed with Condon's bottom work. Yeah. He's clearly a bossy bottom. The term goes goes into MMA rarely, but he was striking pretty seriously from from the ground, which I think is good. I think it's good to impressive. see that. And a lesser fighter gets gets rocked by that. A lesser fighter doesn't keep pushing that, but GSP is like, no, this is just uh, this is just fodder. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm gonna look messed up, but this doesn't hurt. <laughs> so I will write one nice thing. Um, given that it was a four to four, I still put an asterisk next to your Cote victory, but you should get at least two points for the GSP decision. Mm-hmm. So I will write, uh, is that a compromise one day of a nice compliment? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tomorrow. I'm, I'm and I'm definitely going to, uh, share, like, uh, repost, reblog, whatever it is you say. <laughs> So it'll be like I've been doing it for three or four days? Is oh, kind of yeah. What you're saying. Like, I'll, I'll carry it out throughout the rest of the week, for sure. Good. That sounds awesome. Mm. I'm stare, this is going to be one of those statuses I stare at my screen for for 15 minutes. You know the ones <laughs> I'm talking about? Where you know you have to think of something clever to say or something nice, and then you're – I'm a casual speller, which means I'm a <laughs> habitual misspeller. <laughs> So I'll spend I'll spend ten minutes staring at the computer screen, 
Uh, and this one's going to hurt. So I'd say you're going to get 20 minutes of sheer misery out of me, if that helps. Oh, you have no idea. Yeah. I, I base most of my friendships on how much misery I cause them. So <laughs> I consider this a win. Yeah, well, it is. Look, folks, we're going to be doing this before and after every UFC event. We're going to be doing this when there's some big moments and we just haven't talked a little bit. To give you an idea about some of the things coming up, we have Henderson versus Diaz, which is a fight I'm kind of excited about. I, I love be. watching Henderson fight. I just love it. I, he's super weird. I do <laughs> love the pressers and all of his... Uh, I, he goes to a bookstore and reads sci-fi on Friday nights. It's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> That's cool. I was asking about your stand-up. Yeah, nice angel wings tattoo. That was well thought out. You're going to love those in five years when you're this uh, real bad A fighter. Uh, versus Diaz. This is going to be a good fight. I, those are two guys that bring uh, they bring it to the table. So we're definitely going to talk before and after that. Um, there is a, well, there's a kind of main event. I don't know if we'll do that one. Friday, December 14th. Sotteropoulos versus Pearson. It's in Australia. I don't know if Sotteropoulos is a, a main event fighter since his Ultimate Fighter days. I think we'll touch base around that time because I think we've got the Ultimate Fighter finale happening that Saturday, you too. You are 100% correct. So maybe we'll make it a nice double Sunday episode where we talk about both. Yep, we'll do it uh, just like uh, Hefner did back in the day at the Playboy Mansion, too. Yeah, once. yeah, that's a great analogy. Thank so you. please listen, please find us on the different social medias. Raph, I appreciate your time. I don't appreciate your opinions that much, but I do enjoy tolerating them in a nice mutual space for others' benefit. So, Kevin, I don't care much for you. Uh, <laughs> oh, GSP's back. GSP's back. Oh, no, no, it wasn't oh. GSP. Are you talking about? We, oh, I we thought, were... oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what hold I was on, thinking. Hold on, wait. I think I've... Hold on. GSP just came back in the studio for a second. D- hold on. Did he? Hi, Kevin. Yes, George. I cannot believe you no pick me. I, Next yeah, time, me I feel and Moose bad about that. punch you in face. Wait, I the, then kick you. Still with like the Like I got kicked by Carlos Condit. That is I, all. I have to go. GSP out. <laughs> okay, thanks, Georges. God. <laughs> so weird. Bye, GSP. Good to see you, man. Yeah, they, rap, the connections. Weird. Thanks again for bringing GSP. You're... Dude, I'm more than happy to chip my, in. my large wheelhouse of people. All uh, right. Well, that's as good a place to end it as I feel like we're going to see. Until next time, this is Verbal Tap. Kevin and Raph, thanks, guys. Good night, goodbye.